I was pretty much afraid of everything, afraid of the world, afraid of speaking, you know, really, really shy kid. Music was a way to speak, as simple as that. Uh, I could either just journal, write poetry, write just whatever was in my head, and sit down, drum a few chords, and put that together, and that's me. That's me telling the world about me when I can't do it on my own. So music was the voice I didn't have. Greetings. Welcome to the Blue Dreamer broadcast. I'm your host, Dr. I. This is Blue Speak. Today I've got a very special guest, guitarist of the band Moontooth, Mr. Nick Lee is in the house. What's up, Nick? How you doing, brother? What's up, man? Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. We're going to talk guitars and rock and roll and uh, all that good stuff, you know. (laughs) How you doing, man? How's things? All right. I don't know if you're how aware you are of my uh, Paul encephalitis thing I've been dealing with, but I've been having a couple rough couple weeks with that. So if I I have to bounce off for a second, you'll know why. No problem. No problem. No problem. Yeah. I mean, I'm fully aware. Um, I've been following you guys and especially you for, for for maybe at least four since Chroma came out. And, uh, yeah, for for a a while. Yeah, for sure. So I've, you know, I've seen everything, but, um, you know, off the bat, um, I just want to ask the first question basically is why are you so awesome? (laughs) It's kind of a joke question. (laughs) Um, I don't know if you're familiar with, uh, there was a time in MTV where Ben Stiller like did this, uh, this thing, what they used to have on MTV back in the day, it was called icons. And, uh, Ben Stiller played, uh, Bruce Springsteen and he was interviewing Puff Daddy. I don't know if you recall that, but anyway, basically he's Bruce Springsteen and he's like gushing over Puff Daddy. The first question he asks, he's like, why are you so awesome? <laughs> and Puff Daddy's like, get the fuck out of here. Oh, it's so funny, dude. It's hilarious. Anyway, so um, how, where, where did guitar start for you? Like music in general, but like what age did, uh, did you just, just go gung-ho and teenage years most likely of course right um earlier than that i mean definitely uh my parents my aunts and uncles all had good taste in music good taste in rock and roll for sure i was lucky in that way did anybody does anybody play do you come from music in the family at all or uh yeah i have a few uncles that play guitar uh and i learned from them cool yeah, I mean, people that, you know, I would say your caliber, I find tend to usually have some sort, you know, I've got cousins that play in bands, I mean, played in like church and, but I was cool. never really directly exposed to to playing music until like I took piano lessons when I was like 10 and then my brother started college huh. and he took like a guitar class in college. Okay. And once he brought home an acoustic that he was practicing on, I kind of took over and was like, oh, I okay. want to play guitar now. You know what I mean? He's just like, he, yeah, didn't, yeah. He, didn't, he didn't follow it the way that I saw it, you know? And I was listening to a lot of like Nirvana and, you know, it was kind of that grunge era. And so yeah. that's, that's where it came for me, you know, it was just kind of copying Always what my brother was doing. I mean, that's kind of how it always goes. Do you have siblings like that, or? Um, I have a younger sister, okay. but um, nobody that actually like played except for some uncles that were really into, maybe into Stevie Ray Vaughan, sure. Jimi Hendrix, yeah. Allen Brothers, stuff yeah. like that. I mean, you can definitely hear that in your playing. I hear it. You know, what I mean, like for sure, for sure. It definitely, you know, was an influence for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
And then when did you get into band, like a band or what, what, what point did that kind of kick off for you? Probably like middle school. Uh, I met Ray, our drummer when yeah. I was in seventh grade yeah. and that's, we, we started playing uh, in a band together almost immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And what were you guys he, listening to? Like what was really like influencing you guys at that point? Well, he was like the first person my age that also liked things like Metallica and Slayer and For stuff sure. like that. That, that. He was the first person I actually met that was my age that was also into those things. You Respect. Know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so what what band did you really gravitate towards? first like you yourself like when you really started playing guitar what what was your your main inspiration like from from the get-go because for me it was nirvana nirvana made me want to play guitar and then once That's cool. i took lessons for a little while like basic she taught me like open chords and all the majors you know and and she but like maybe like a couple weeks in she's like what do you want to learn and i was like i want to learn nirvana and she's like oh okay so simple. She's like, which song, you know? And then after that, I just stopped taking lessons. And I was like, I'm going to do it myself, you know? Anything like, like that for you? Like, uh, The first thing that makes me think of is definitely Metallica and for sure. Big Four and Thrash Metal, yeah. you know? Yeah. And Making Friends that also like those bands as well, yeah. you know, that were also my age was a big deal to me, you know? But, uh, and how old are that you? I was like, how old am I now? Yeah. Um, 34. Oh, okay, man. See, like, so you're 10 still, years my younger, man. <laughs> That's crazy. I was about 13 when I actually met somebody that, like Ray, that was yeah. my age and also liked those bands too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember, I never got big into Metallica. I just remember mm -hmm. in junior high, a friend Pass me the black album and it was on cassette mm -hmm. you know and she's like you're like into rock and stuff i was like yeah i mean whatever and she's like listen to this and honestly like sad but true i still hear that song and i'm like oh my god like that song is so it was so heavy you know yeah you know i would hear or i would see the video of enter sandman on mtv but once i heard sad but true i was just like oh yeah i want to get i like that heavy you know and everything i play and i listen to has that tinge of like heavy to it, you know? Sure. Yeah. And the temperature is still a D standard, you know, full step down, like, which is where mo most moon tooth starts before we right. drop anything else or whatever, as far as weird tunings and shit goes, yeah. you know, sip. so that was definitely a big influence, but the first, um, uh, the first record records up until, Black album, I could pick any of those songs and they would be yeah. huge influence, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially as we, where that, that classical musical influence kind of gets into metal. For sure. Yeah. You know, I mean, one sure. I would say is a good example of a lot of picky, like, you know, I mean, like that style. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. like I said, I never got heavy into Metallica. I'm still, I mean, I respect them, but it's kind of my, my friend that's been a drummer in my band forever and we go back we've known each other since we're like five years old he's the one that kind of introduced me to like slayer and those kinds mm -hmm. of things but i never caught on to the thrashy thrashy i'm more into the groove you know like pantera was yeah. my that's my feel my heavy groove you know that orientation how how much does dimebag influence you i mean i i see that um, in you too man so I'm sure you can hear it, but yeah, yeah it's a, it's a big deal, you know. Yeah. It's especially where the that a little bit more of that country. Yeah, that twang. Texas, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. kind of, which is not where I'm from, but yeah. like it was a huge influence. Yeah. Uh, huge influence on me it was from Dimebag and uh, just the way I don't know. He kind of he did his own thing with with a lot of the music theory stuff, but like also did whatever he wanted with, right. you know, all that kind of cool twangy pentatonic scale yeah. fucking gnarly just yeah. runs and stuff like that, yeah. you know, kind of just made his own rule book, which is something I always looked up to for yeah. sure. Yeah. And especially in your guys's latest song that you put out, Grimothy. Grimothy, is that how you, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. 
um when i first heard it and then i hear your solo like i was just like it reminded me of cowboys from hell like big time <laughs> you know like cool yeah i yeah, just i just a, caught Pantera that vibe. or van halen was like another yeah. one it's like just always on like being played in my yeah house growing up you know yeah it was like it's just the obvious answer you know yes yeah. was, was what would it you know what would eddie do you know it's right. kind of where the solo where that solo came from yeah 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 and it's so clean, you know, like I'm not a, I'm not a shredder. I'm not a soloist. I'm a rhythm player. You know, I focus all my energy on rhythms. So I never learned a solo. Like, I think I know like a pentatonic scale and that's like some, that's, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything. I might hit you up for lessons, <laughs> but you know, I take pride in my groove, you know, like that's just, cool. you know, I, I play heavy in the bottom on the back end, you know, that's, that's what I like, you know? So I respect people that can do both, you know, and I feel like you are definitely someone Same. that can cover both, both sides of that, you know, was that a conscious choice or is that just how you play? Like, cause obviously listening um, to Metallica, like, and you know, bands like that, you caught that shred vibe, you know, cause you do fucking shred. So just, <laughs> you know? well, thank you. Yeah. It's not, um, necessarily like a conscious decision sure. but granted we'll, we'll tell you you know we go back the furthest is playing together and it's like i'd rather hear a band play like a just an awesome song right. an awesome riff right than than how much i care about like a, sh a shreddy guitar solo right right like i just i, I want to hear a good song you know yeah that's that's the first that's um priority number one yeah. and then solos will hopefully come later you know right but um i want to be able to do both but you know the first things the first priority is good song good riffs you know yeah. that's that's what's going to attract me first yeah you know? the, the meat and potatoes of it all basically you know like uh the, the, sure. the foundation yeah no i hear that too yeah and so how many tunings do you go through too many in a set <laughs> not much i'm sure but when when you guys are recording and i mean how do you what's that formula because you do have some do you, crazy tunings well yeah we, i mean the one that we still uh well we i call it the mastodon tuning i mean okay. it's, we use for it's like d standard and then drop the the low string down to an a so okay. if i was in standard tuning it would be a b that's like on a couple of the songs on the latest record but going back further it was you know drop drop a would be uh you, that's the one we used a lot okay. uh ray wrote the, uh on the a six Ignis, on a six so string on a six string by the way just so anybody listening yeah i would eventually get a, a seven string so i don't have to do that but uh <laughs> yeah, yeah it's we'll, more we'll punk rock we'll that see way, how it though. goes you know <laughs> so, so yeah i mean it's basically if i do a power chord yeah. it's a an octave yeah you know rather yeah. than a fifth right you know so it's just it was just kind of always more just fun and like you, you said punk rock kind of just an yeah. interesting way to come up with yeah riffs you know yeah more than like um, sometimes I think about theory when I'm writing and sometimes I don't. Sure. Um, and sometimes the, the riff and the meat and potatoes of a song yeah. and the riff of a song will come from just playing around with weird riffs. And whatever uh, feels Ray, right, right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, Ray's, uh, a killer guitar player as well. He wrote like Igneous, if you go back to nice. Crow and Paragon, our yeah. first full length record, uh, that's a open C that we took from Allman Brothers. That's uh, Little Martha's open C, like a C major chord. If you play that, just all open, because yeah. it ends up being an open C major chord. But it's heavy as fuck if oh, you yeah. just kind of play with it as drops, you know, open C, you know. It's so not all, drop C, but open C, like. Open C. I okay. mean, it, if you, the bottom chug is an open C, but yeah. yeah, it ends up being open C if you just play it as an open uh, all open strings. Yeah. It's just a major, uh, gotcha. I think that's the thing that separates us from a lot of the bands that were like our, our peers where we, we were using a lot of open, 
uh, I'm sorry, uh, not open, but open, but major keys. We okay. use a lot of major keys okay. where a lot of our peers were definitely not using major keys, right. a lot more chuggy breakdown, hardcore influence stuff, which we definitely grew up influenced by, but it was more, it was fun to have open major yeah. um, key crazy riffs because John our singer is a great you know vocalist and yep. has great melodies so it's like all right here's you know some major key stuff to sing over rather than give him some brutal slayer stuff it, right it just didn't make sense it yeah. was more fun to give him major key stuff you yeah know? he's definitely very melodic very he's a yeah. singer he's not a screamer he's not you know what I mean like and that's mm-hmm. why I love your guys sound so much is because you kind of bring so many different elements of all styles you know i almost hear like i definitely hear blues of course you know but almost even some country kind of like you know and and one of the songs i asked you you play you know you want you requested a jerry reed chet atkins and and i was listening to it yesterday and i was like oh like that you know and i get it you know i totally get it when i when i hear that and then i think of you and then i'm like okay yeah i I get it bro like it's like but it's all feel it's just feel you know like it the feel and then for me as a guitar player just trying to play like that and incorporate that into right uh some of the riffs was always like part of the fun challenge yeah of and that's that jerry reed song that i sent you a jerry reed shedekin song yeah uh that was one of the songs i was really trying to like get uh, you know under my thumb no pun intended uh, <laughs> before, before i got encephalitis before i got sick for sure. you know that was that was one of the last ones i was really trying to kind of you know to work on because yeah. it's, it's really really hard yeah yeah <laughs> we'll, a, we'll play it in a little bit um i asked cool. i asked nick to send me some songs kind of that influenced him throughout his guitar journey and We'll, we'll, uh, we're going to go through them and then we'll just talk about them when we do it. Um, what gauge strings do you use? Uh, for those ones. Uh, do they the ones vary? Like do they these... vary for songs? Oh, they vary for tunings. Like, oh, tunings, um, that's what I meant. Yeah. Uh, the, the D standard stuff or, or like, uh, like drop down D standard yeah. will, is varies from 11 to 56 or 11 to 60. Okay depending on what I'm doing. Yeah. And then I have this one in here. This, uh, this, the strat. Oh this yeah. This one's, uh, they're all Vigiers and it's an actual Vigiers, strat. Yeah. It's a Vigier Excalibur they're yeah. called, but this is a 10 to 56. Okay. Um, but which is like, I think they're just, they're normal. You know, the orange pack is like the, yeah. the 10 to 50. It's like, and you use uh, uh, slinkies, right? Yeah, I use 30 balls. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I play, but, uh, yeah. I play, um, what do I play? 12 to 56. I like 12. I like heavy gauge. Cool. You know, I always, I started playing 13s when I first started playing and I was playing in drop. I still play in drop C. I do everything I do in drop C, you know? That's cool. And and I love heavy strings, like they would just destroy my fingers, but I'm such a, sim- a simple player that I wanted yeah. like everything fat. So even the strings, I wanted fat, you know? And like, at one point I even went to flat wounds. Now I use flat wounds because I saw okay. that, you know, a band called Krungbin? Yeah. Yeah, so I saw the guitarist talking in an interview and the thing that sold me on flat wounds was he was like, yeah, dude, like we'll tour and I won't change my strings for like four months. <laughs> and I was like, oh, like I want to try those. And literally, I haven't changed my strings in months. Like they just retain. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, they don't, they don't, you know, they just don't like wear out, you know. And the, ten- the tone, I think, starts kind of not dead, but just a little dull. And it stays mm-hmm. that way, you know. And so it's kind of a consistent part of tone you know i always liked heavier strings because you can just yeah you beat exactly. the shit, out of, beat them the shit they, out of them exactly they stay in they'll stay in tune and it just becomes part of your tone part of your playing right you know yeah uh, yeah and 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 so 
you're exclusive Vigier, right? Like, I mean, you're, you're sponsored. Yeah. They sponsor you. They, I mean, I'm endorsed by Vigier. I have yeah. three of them. I have two of the GV rocks, which is kind of their Les Paul shape. And yeah. I have one of the, the, these guys, which is the Excaliburs, which looks more like a strat. Yeah. Um, that one stays more in standard tuning, usually standard or drop D or whatever, but pretty much standard tuning. Yeah. Um, and then the the other guitar, like the yellow swirly yes. one, uh, that yeah. one is the D standard. And then the black one that's the same shape yeah. is open C major. Okay. Or And that one varies depending on what I, I mean, they all vary depending on what I need for that tour, for, for that sure. set. But uh, but the yellow one is your less, most consistent, right? That's yeah. yeah, that's that's the one that I play the most in the set. And Vigier has some carbon components in them, or yeah, they don't have. Um, um, I'm sorry, my my brain doesn't. No, work you're good, brother. You're good. Really well, right now, it's, <laughs> it's all good. They, it's all good. They don't. They don't have um, carbon. Uh, they have a carbon fiber truss rod. Oh, the truss rod. Okay. So I can change. Um, tunings, yeah. I can change. Um, it doesn't like weather doesn't affect it so much, right, right? You know, so it's great for touring. That's, I mean, they're beautiful, amazing guitarists. But what really sold me is that like I don't have to worry about setting up every guitar, right? You know, yeah, halfway through a tour or anything like that. Yeah, it's like they're they're once they're ready to go they're good for an entire tour awesome. it doesn't it's perfect for what we do is with weird tunings here and there yeah. you know and you play hard man you know like you play very hard it's con i would call yeah. it like a controlled chaos you know like i see it so are you does your tuning shift like in between songs or is it just um, is it stay pretty consistent yeah. it, it it does it shifts a little bit, but um, it's mostly this. Um, just you know, like even for a forty-five minute yeah set that we you just saw us, I think, open for Pro Protest the Hero, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. So even for that forty, I think it's a forty-five minute set. I had three guitars for three tunings. Yeah. You yeah. Know, so. yeah. Yeah, it's a little ridiculous. I mean, no, but I mean, I mean, like, like even do you have to check your tuning like in between songs? Like, I mean, of course everybody does, but does it does it even do they stay pretty in tune? Like, because that's once the st strings are broken in, they're they're pretty much good to go. Nice. The only thing that is like the drop A, I'll sure. I'll tune that back up to D standard. So okay, so I, I definitely do check them yeah. as anybody would, sure. but. Once did, they're broken in, they're good to go. Did you ever have a, a Floyd Rose setup at all in the past? Like my very first guitar after my first like three quarter scale guitar that yeah. I ever owned, you know, or that, or that my was given, you know, when I was a child, you yeah. know, it was a BC Rich, yeah, with the uh, Mockingbird with the with the Floyd Rose, yeah, but kind I of was, that uh, horn shaped, uh, yeah, menacing. The, the Mockingbird <laughs> has kind of like half and half, right. Um, and I, but I was kind of too young for the the uh, Floyd Rose. For the, it was just too much, <laughs> too much, shit to, too much to, metal. <laughs> yeah, I was Literally. never that into the for sure. Um, that that I mean I, I mean I listened to plenty of Slayer and thrash metal, whatever. Yeah. But oh, this is in there, so this has you know I like more of this. You know. Yeah. Hey. Style and yeah. then during in the set, nice that gets in there, that gets in there a little bit during yeah. the set, but I don't currently tour with anything with a Floyd Rose. And how thick are your necks? Do you like thick necks or you like thin? I love fat ass, like C baseball bat, like necks. Like, I have a couple jazz masters, I went from mm -hmm. Epiphone Les Pauls, like all my youth to jazz masters like within the last like three four years i just went jazz master and i bought i have a couple japanese jazz masters that i bought and the necks are just huge and like i have a dark uh maple oh it it 
I love that guitar, but I love fat necks. Like everything I like in my tone is just fat. <laughs> the neck is fat. Yeah, the I'm definitely fat, more. Yeah. I'm more on that end of the spectrum. Nice. My first after that BC Rich, my first like yeah. gu- guitar that I kind of picked out myself was a was an actual Gibson Les Paul. Nice. It's a standard which I still own. Yeah. Um, I don't tour with so much anymore because it would need to be set up probably right. all the time, and I would be you know the way I treat my guitars is not very. Yeah. Friendly, sustainable you know? yeah <laughs> <laughs> it would not be not good for les paul but i i would i would never give that guitar or sell that guitar you know it's, yeah it's nostalgic yeah. guitar it ends up on um every Mintooth record on a solo or something yeah. same with that i have a telecaster which is kind of on the other end of the spectrum which yeah. is i love that guitar and it ends up on every Mintooth record yeah Somewhere, you it's know, a, maybe it, on a, in a clean section or yeah. something, but like it's just a very beautiful playing guitar. And it's, I used to love teaching with that guitar because it's so light that yeah. it doesn't, you know. It's an aerodyne, like aerodyne right? It. It's an aerodyne. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, it has the P90 in the neck. For sure. Yeah, I bought a, so I have Jazz Masters. So going from Les Paul to, to Jazz Master, mm-hmm. I was like, I wanted something. Cause I I put um, Dunnable custom pickups in them. Like, oh, cool! So they sound more humbucker as opposed to that single coil. Like I wasn't I wanted to make them sound like Les Pauls, but Jazz Masters. You know, I love the shape of a Jazz Master and I love the feel. And like, very cool. One of my most influential guitarists that I follow that I've followed since I was a teenager always played jazz masters and he would just make them sound huge like fat they didn't sound like when i like jay mascus kind of thing jay mascus have you ever heard of uh the guy's name is otis bartholomew he was like a he's in it sounds familiar he he's very close with jay mascus he was in that whole scene and like he used to be he used to photograph for skateboard magazine in like the late 80s and he was in a local band here called Fluff, and everybody just called him O. And he just once I caught on to them, like I'm, I'm still. That's why I play in Drop C. That's why now I have Jazz Masters. That's why I'm all Fender now because he just influ- He still influences me to this day. And so awesome. I picked up a, a Mustang with the P90s, the M90. And oh, right, right. so that's the twang of, you know, when I blend something, when I'm recording, I use all three of my guitars and they just all fit like one's a low, one's yeah. a mid, and then the Mustang is that twang with the P90s. So I dig that. I yeah, dig that I P90 love the mixing them all together is always kind of like the, uh, the goal, yeah. you know. So how many guitars do you guys, do you use in recording? Is there like, I mean, obviously you're feeling you know, you, you play off the vibes, but how many do you think you actually end up using? Like on the last record, how, how many do you think you used altogether? That'd be hard to say, but I at least had the three <laughs> uh, Vigiers For and sure. then the Les Paul yeah. and the Telecaster. Yeah. So, so all probably of them. Those, those five, yeah, all of them would end up on the record somewhere. Sure. But uh, mostly the, the Vigiers. Okay. Um, I have the um, the the Mark Morton pickups, the Dominions okay. uh, for the for the uh, humbuckers. So yeah. the, at least they they're consistent in that way. Are those um, Duncans or? They're uh, Demarzio. Demarzios. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Dominions. Okay. Uh, we got to work with him at some at some point. Or on the on the Crux record, and he and at some point he got he talked to me about his pickups, and I got I, I love them, they're great, you know. Yeah, they work work awesome for metal, but they work great for rock and roll too. Okay, hell yeah, yeah. Um, did I say what pickups? I use Dunnables. Dunnable makes Dunnables, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. He makes a Jazzmaster. It's humbucker, and they just are huge. They're so awesome. I would love to try. The, I actually tried one of those in one of my guitars at some point. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Donable guitars are fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. He's he's the man. Sasha's the man. <laughs> yeah, we we have our one of our well probably our first real like like real tour was opening for Intronaut. And nice. 
It was the us and then Entheos and then Intronaut. Nice. I want to say that was 2015 Great. or 16. I don't oh, know. Yeah. I'm probably messing that up. But yeah, they were really cool to us. And we just played in LA and they, a couple of them came out, to, you know, to watch our set, which meant a lot to us. You know, they're awesome, awesome bands, Intronaut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's so funny because I'll watch his videos when he's doing like um, Sasha's, when he's doing um, demos of his pickups and stuff. And he's always playing like Smashing Pumpkins and <laughs> like compared to what they actually sound like, like when they play. He's he's a 90s kid too. You know, I could tell like it's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's very infectious because I feel the same way, you know. It's like great riffs are great riffs no matter what. Yeah, it's good. Good feel. I can hear the uh, the intronaut riffs in my head right now. Just talking about them. Yeah. So, um, how does the writing process go for Moontooth? Because, um, yeah, you guys got crazy songs, man. <laughs> and I know Ray's a crazy man. He's a, he's a mad scientist, bro. Like just just following you know Westfall and seeing everything he's into and, and 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 you guys are like a power duo you know i mean the whole band of course but i think i feel like you and ray are you've known each other longer right obviously right yeah uh we've been riding together for you know 20 years yeah yeah <laughs> I, I would say it's safe uh to say that i've you know, I come with most of the riff material, sure. but he cer- he certainly comes with plenty of that as well. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, we start there, you know, usually with a couple riffs, if not a full song and, you know, guitar material. And then uh, it, it used to be that I would write more um vocals and and lyrics and stuff like that but over the years it slowly just became more and more like giving like john finished yeah. like uh 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 song material riff material whatever and just he would just kind of run with it you yeah. know and um especially the last record that that was certainly yeah became his his uh his opportunity to kind of really just take the ball and run with it yeah. as far as like uh, vocals and lyrics and stuff like that, which is always, uh, you know, I'll speak for myself, but always kind of what I wanted to do is like be like here, like, you know, just what, focus what on want? guitar. Yeah. Well, that, and also just kind of like, what do you want to, what do you want to write about? What do you right. want to sing about? Right. You know, and uh, especially on the last record, you know, it became his opportunity to really, take the ball and run with it. Yeah. And he did an awesome job with that on, on yeah. Phototroph. It's crazy. Cause when I hear him sing, I get such like R and B vibes. <laughs> from him. It's crazy. <laughs> you know, he's a very sure. soulful singer, you know? And, uh, I remember yeah. when, when I first heard you guys, I was kind of like, what is this? Like, what is this? And it was, it was Chroma. And then I heard the first EP, the four song EP, Mm-hmm. you know with goon and all those songs and um i was like wow this is so interesting it was just so different to me when i first discovered moontooth you know and then when i heard chroma i was like wow this is intense you know very intense so did you and ray write all of that like all of it or how how when did john come into the picture and when did he start like like you said his the last album was when he really uh well no, I mean it's. I would say uh, the first EP, Freaks, uh, was that was where I had most of my vocal or lyric material. Yeah. Though John yeah. definitely and and Ray and Vin like had melody ideas and stuff like that too. Yeah. But um, at least one of those songs, I can say, if not. I know more of them really, but was me and Ray for me and Ray's older band yeah. that we like was like our high school band growing growing up, which yeah. was called Exemption. Which you, our last album, Public Cemetery Party, you could probably still find on okay Spotify and Apple, Apple Music and stuff. And that's that's the one that really we, um, you know, even though we had kind of a goofy high school band name like that, yeah. that that album definitely 
kind of starts to show yeah. where we were running. But once uh, the bass player singer of that band quit, we pretty much immediately started working on Storm Pill, which is a, one of the songs off yeah. of that EP. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and John wrote me, he was playing drums in uh, Rice Cultivation Society, okay. which was my friend Derek Smith's band. Yeah. Um, uh, and he was amazing writer, amazing guitar player. Um, I learned a lot from him. Um, but, but John was playing drums in that band. And uh, he wrote me almost like, like right away, like right away saying like, I'm, I'm, I should be the singer of your new band. Okay. And it was like just the confidence and, yeah. you know, yeah. excitement of that. It was kind of just like, all right, cool. All right, here you go, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not really like, a, I didn't really grow up as, as a singer, you know, I grew up as a guitar player and yeah. wanting to focus on that anyway. And yeah. just his excitement and his confidence and that that's what he should be doing uh, meant a lot to me, you know? Oh yeah. But, um, so the Chrome Paragon is where that really started to shape. Where you really start to hear that, and and then, but then Crux is definitely where you, where I don't know. I th I think John really got his confidence in writing like that, and then the last record, one hundred percent. But yeah, Crux was I I would say the the one that he he really started to kind of like know what he wanted to write about. And yeah. uh, you really start to hear his melodies and yeah, voice, for sure. Kind of form. If, if, if I had to say, if I had to, you know, choose one. Yeah. But, but yeah, the the um, hearing kind of like uh, uh, R and B, old school R and B, yeah. and yeah. soul and all yeah. that, and so that's all kind of like why we love John's voice. Yeah. You know, I I could and feel then, it even just talking to him when you guys came to San Diego and. You know, I was hanging out with you. I just, just, I just like, he just exudes that soul, you know, <laughs> like he's got, he's got the soul, man. Like it's crazy, you know? That's he, cool. Yeah. He was a Motown singer in a past life or something. You know what I mean? Like I <laughs> totally feel that it's crazy, you know? And, and he just, he just has that, that shine, you know, that confidence, you know, it's, 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 it's cool. It's a great dynamic to have in a rock band, you know, like quote unquote air quotes, you know yeah that's and that's exactly you know we don't want it to have a a typical heavy metal singer right. obviously you yeah. know and so it all worked out yeah. really well you know yeah so, so <laughs> and you guys are all from long island right yeah okay yeah so it's so funny because once i got into you guys then i think who did i well, to me, like there's you guys and the other bands that I kind of kind of put you all together in this 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 arrangement is like there's Cryptodera, mm -hmm. there's Johnny Booth, and then Carbomb. But uh, they're okay. not are they from New York or are they from I think they're from New Jersey. Yeah. Oh, they're from New So you guys are all from the same, you know, and it's like I I I mean Cryptodera and Johnny Booth, definitely Long Island bands. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Carbomb, I think, as well. I, they, they, those guys, I believe, are Brooklyn now, but okay. uh, yeah, I think they were. I, I don't know them as well I, uh, as personally, but when For we sure. talk, I, you know, yeah. it's like yeah. kind of get along on that sense of Long Island bands. Yeah. I feel like the uh, the 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 famous one is. In that, in our, our world yeah. is like suffocation. You know? Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, it was just, it was just kind of uh, like a. Once I got into you guys, and I don't, I don't know who came first. I think Johnny Booth came first, and I don't know how. It was just digging, you know. Like once I find a band or something, an artist, then I dig, and I just kind of like, and you know. Even Apple Music yeah, awesome comes band. up with great suggestions, you know, and it's like, uh -huh. and then I'm just like, go from there, from there, the branches just peer out and I just go like, you know, and those, like when I first heard Car Bomb, I was just like, what the fuck is this? You know what I mean? Like, I love Johnny Booth because they're just straight up, you know, like just, and their last album that they just put out last year was just fucking intense, you know? And then to see yeah. that, 
that uh, Ray, you know, did the production on that is just like, oh, it just made it even more awesome, you know? And like, and then uh, Crypto Dira, like, I love them too, you know? Like, you guys all have your own sounds, yet it all makes sense to me in the in the macro view you know and then you're oh, all yeah. from new york so i'm like what the fuck's in the water out there what's going on <laughs> you know right, right. you know it's a cool dynamic well, that long island is just nothing to fucking do <laughs> yeah there you go i've actually been out there uh, i have it's not like being in manhattan or brooklyn or no nah, yeah yeah it's it's, it's what like two hours out a train ride like i yeah, have i not... have friends that live in mount sinai you know, so I've been out there and, you know, took the train down to New York and all that. And uh, uh, I love the feel, but like I'm a Cali boy. So it's like it's like the other it's like the beach, but cold. <laughs> like, right, right. But it's cool. You know, it was a cool little, you know, Eastern feel that I, you know, it was my first time out there. But it's cool that you could do way worse. Oh, for sure. For sure. You know, I mean, I think the water has a lot to do with vibes you know it's, it's just it's calming it's, sure. you know so yeah sure. um let's let's go through these songs that you uh sent me um so the first song so i had asked like i said you know to send me some songs that kind of influenced you and your playing or maybe just all around feel obviously metallica you said so um you picked leper messiah so I'm going to play it and then we'll just, we can talk over it all, you know, but I, I want to hear like, I want to hear what you hear. And this master puppet, you know. I don't think that was Leopard Messiah. No? That's what you sent me. That's not the one? Oh wait, yes. Wait, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm no, you're good. I, I kind of just um, it sounded weird on my end. Oh, for uh, sure. So I could have picked any of the songs for sure. Uh, really, from the first four records, yeah. but I just picked this one because it was just I had never heard anything like it. That was I had never heard anything like it yeah. when I was a kid. Yeah. You know, they yeah. were they were like kind of the first band I was really obsessed with yeah. uh and so it was like uh, especially the the cliff era was, yeah. you know the, the songs that he wrote were yeah. especially weird especially just kind of like they were a little different than the other big four right. bands to for me. sure um tighter so cleaner like, i think even tonal wise they were they're snobs <laughs> you know but like in the best way possible you know yeah, and then just the fact, the way that um, James could play and yeah. sing like that was always like a, a big influence to me. Yeah. You know, and so I was, and then they they were kind of the gateway to Slayer and right. uh, Anthrax and um, pretty much just led me down the, the rabbit hole to everything else, you yeah. know. I was, yeah. I was very much um, just kind of like, obsessed with you know everything you know metal after that you for know for sure for sure like i said i'm not the biggest metallica fan but i respect them a lot you know and not because they're metallica but like you said james hetfield is one of the greatest guitarist singers vocalists ever like he's just so clean with his shit on both sides you know like I, I, that's what I see Like I'm not even I'm a big James Hetfield fan You know And Yeah it, Go ahead It's just tough man He's fucking tough He's a bad motherfucker You know Like Can't be denied Yeah it definitely Just sounds like he's not You know Like Like he's meant to Do this thing Yeah You know In, in a way that uh, You know Like you don't hear in other frontmen, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. And I remember seeing, uh, I think the, what's the fucking St. Anger movie uh, came out when I was like in middle school. The documentary? And, or what? 
Yeah, that one. And we, uh, Ray and his partner at the theater, Anthony, and, and some of our other friends, we went and yeah. saw it. And I remember walking out of the theater just being like, what the fuck? <laughs> what just like, happened? Like, so, yeah, just so confused by it. You was know? it uh, something, the monster or something? That one? Some kind of monster. Some kind of monster. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, that's crazy. You're like, I didn't want to see their feelings and shit. I just wanted to hear some fucking metal, bro. <laughs> yeah, I was expecting something so different. Yeah, you know? that's crazy. It really was. Yeah, but and it, I, I could have, you know, I was trying to learn um, Black End and any of those like songs like as a kid, just. Yeah. obsessed you know yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. just get my my right hand you know that tight you know, let alone being able to sing over that shit for sure so, yeah it's crazy when it, i watch him play man it's just it's it's immaculate it really is like i because playing and singing is not easy and right and, and all the bands i've been in always three piece so i was always the guitarist mm-hmm. singer well actually not all of them one i actually just did but mostly like from from early on, since I was like 16 years old, I took the brunt of, you know, I was like, I'll sing and I'll play. And it was just, that's why my shit is so simple, because I got to make room for vocals. And, you know, and so I respect people that can do both and just like flawlessly. And he's definitely one of those motherfuckers that can just, it's, it's ridiculous <laughs> to me, you know? Yeah, exactly. Trying <laughs> It's cool though. Trying to when I when I try to do it, I'm like my my voice, my my vocals are following my sure. my hands, exactly. the riff, exactly. Whereas you know to be able to separate those two things, yeah. is, is very very difficult. Yeah, 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 and and I have respect for that too because most recently within the like last two years, the last band I was in, we stopped playing. Uh, we played a show, a benefit show for a friend that passed away. And um, it was the first time I was ever on stage that I got nervous and actually mm-hmm. start like I could see in real time that I was like, oh, I'm fucking up. Like, and mm-hmm. after that show, I was like, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. Like, not anymore, but just I don't want to do this with these guys. Like, I, I'm I felt like it was just weird. And then after that, I started writing songs you know, like guitar parts and then coming up with melodies and like getting more melodic and more because I didn't have the pressure of singing over riffs, you know, it was like, I'm gonna. And so I came out with this two song EP and just, you know, just and it, it was just so liberating. It was so it felt good to actually focus on like trying to write hooks and trying, you know, be melodic with my voice as opposed to just following the guitar rhythm, you know? Yeah, that's cool. It's a different challenge. Yeah, it's fun, though. You know, I love just being creative, period, you know? it's it's That's the best part of music, you know? Yeah, to that's me. awesome, man. All right, so the second song you picked is the Jesus Lizard Boilermaker. Let's check this out. Already off the bat, I can hear... So like these guys, Melvins, and yeah. that, and that maybe that kind of that era. I don't know if I can, you can sum them all together, but there's something about that that was like very much like well, this is like heavy, but it doesn't have it's not relying on distortion, it's yeah. not relying on ugliness of like a lot of the. Uh, um, I mean, I could I could talk my way into this being you know. A, Stoner rock and all that kind of stuff yeah, too, yeah. but but the uh, the chorus riff in this is totally just something that I totally uh, emulate. Maybe it done before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll say we'll say emulate emulate. That sounds smart. I think that I think that that Dwayne Dennison, the guitar player at Jesus Lizard, is where I maybe first heard a. Uh, High watt. Uh, okay. I, I could I could be wrong about that, but okay. It's like the, the, it's very clean, but it's yeah. just played very precisely, and it's it's just mean. It's yeah. just Ugly and mean. Did, have you ever seen them live? Did you see them back in the day? No. Never, never seen them. Okay. No, I wish. I'm not familiar with them. I've heard that name, but I don't know who they are. Like, this is my first exposure look, to their music. Look through the YouTube. The, definitely through the 90s era sure. of 
of the, you know their their peak eras. I mean, I hear it, and also the the singer being as just as psychotic as he is, it just okay. as unhinged compared yeah. to the band being so fucking tight. Yeah, I don't know. That was just very interesting to me. Yeah, just hearing this, I mean, the band is tight. They've got a good drummer. I can tell everything's on point. Yeah. So that's always essential to me is a good drummer. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, of you course. Know, that's the pulse. Of course. Ooh, I love that. So I can hear so much. I'm, I know they influence a lot of people, so, you know, I could hear some other bands just in hearing that song right there. It's That's interesting. Because like I said, I was never exposed to them, you know, so it's cool to hear that kind of something from someone else and then i'm like oh i hear this band now now i hear them now i get where they fucking mm-hmm. get it from you know all right and the last totally. one you picked so this is a recent you said right before um you were having your issues uh chet atkins uh, jerry reed and chet atkins called jerry's breakdown so this is some uh that's a note So you're really trying, that's crazy though. <laughs> yeah, I was trying, I had that tab, uh, tabbed out somewhere. Crazy. And that's something that was definitely uh, spending a lot of time yeah. learning, teaching, whatever. Sure. Uh, but trying to find a way to like take that style of guitar playing and, and incorporate yeah. it into what Mitchie says, yeah. you know, which I'm not done doing. For sure. But, uh, no, I totally it, hear uh, it, man. I totally it, hear it. it, it it's uh, it's cool. It's just, yeah. it's just really. It's not something that I grew up being like, um, as into as I am now. Right. No, for sure. But you, you heard this in your youth. You were hearing music like this. Um, I probably did, but not really as much as in the last, you know, right five years. Right, you know? right, right. Do you like country? You like country music? I, I same thing. Like I, I do, but I not as I didn't as much when I was younger as For I do sure. now. And then trying to learn how to play like Chet Atkins, like yeah. I'm trying to steal some of those licks. Yeah. It's like <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize how how insane yeah. of a guitar player he was. And then trying to find a way to put that into like you know a Moonty thrift is yeah. just it's cool. Or even Les Paul, man. Jesus, that guy is a psychopath. <laughs> when yeah. it comes to guitar, dude, that guy's crazy. But it's yeah, so it's so like it's so fluid. It's 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 kind of insane, you know. The yeah. Fluidity. I, but I hear it in this too, man. That's crazy. Yeah, I can hear how you're trying to incorporate in, in Moontooth. That's that's pretty cool, man. All right, so yeah, you'll definitely hear more of that. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm I'm a country fan, actually. Like, and and that's something that sprouted. I mean, I remember growing up as a kid, my dad would have Willie Nelson records, so I, I'm mm-hmm. I'm aware of country, you know, from my youth, and I would hear those songs, you know, all the classics like um, "On the Road Again" and all those songs, and so yeah, I would say I was influenced by country in some way, shape, or form. But coming up in my youth, you know, it was always like, you know, most people would be like, I can't stand country and I can't stand rap, you know? And it's like, that was that big stigma. Yeah, that's definitely. And it's like now, you know, I, I, so a part of this broadcast is I do kind of DJ style mixes and, you know, I've, I've thrown your guys's music in. And so I'll do like one mix of metal or rock metal heavy you know and then i'll do a mix of country and i'll do a mix of you know like um like soul and so i'm trying to like do like an interview and then like a dj style mix and then an interview and just just to put music out you know maybe people aren't aware just just to throw vibes you know and country is like especially newer artists now like it's it's crazy there's some great artists man like that's how I, it's just cool. all it's all art to me you know that's how that's I. that's a see cool it. way to expose 
people to new music. That's yeah. fucking awesome. Man. I'm trying. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just what I like. It's you know, but it, it's yeah. it's it's all fun and it's all art. You know, and uh, so I had asked you to give me a Moon Two song and uh, your latest track, Grimothy, um, which is fucking sick as fuck. Let's play this one. I've actually put this in a mix already, so it's it's on my first like heavy mix. I threw the oh actually I threw Deathwish Blue first, and then recently I just did another one. We didn't do it. I figured I'd just pick the new the newest one. That's but, cool. Uh, at the, you know, also it it touches a little bit onto what we on everything we just talked about. A little bit of the country stuff. Sure. Meeting all the yeah. A little bit of the dead Dwayne Dennison stuff with the Jesus Lizard. Yeah. And then, I don't know, everything I do is uh, is touched by sure. that Metallica stuff. That's where I really kind of started to started to form my own uh, way. You know, yeah, like path, way of path. writing. Yeah. Um, but uh, everything else just sort of shaped it, you know, over the years. Yeah. But Yeah. It's, it's, and I could hear it. Like, I remember when it dropped that day and I was driving to work and I was just like, like oh my god and then i heard the solo i was like oh dude that that sounded like dime it just sounded like early 90s dime to me that's cool i I think it's funny that people that been like coming at me like really happy with the solo and just like uh you know talking to me about it because that was very much just like off the cuff just kind of having fun which I don't usually do in Moon Tooth or Riot, as I usually try to sit there and right. write everything out right. and so on. So I really am, okay, I'm happy with it. Let's go record it. <laughs> you know, that'll take, you know, like, you know, days and days and days. But that one was kind of just like, fuck it. And yeah. It was like, and you can hear it. You know. Here it is. Yeah, it was just... It's what, what felt good to the ear yeah. and what felt good kind of off the cuff. And it totally fits. It's you know what I mean? It fits right in. You just needed a little fucking bomb right there at the end. Ew! <laughs> they make it more time. <laughs> Fuck yeah. All right, so there was one more track I wanted to talk about because this one... When I heard this one, like, so when I picked up Crux and uh, got to the end of the album and I heard um, the, the title track, Crux, you know, for the first time when it got to that last part, I was just like, what the fuck? And I knew it was all you. Like, I could just, I could feel it. You know, I was like, oh, this is all Nick right here. So I just want to play the end part. Where I'm screaming on it. Yes. Okay. Is that all you you came up with that whole? Because it changes tempo and (laughs) it's been so long that it's I. I'm sure that me and Ray played with it the the tempo thing a little bit together, but yeah, I think so. But uh, that that was certainly influenced by like I want to do something like kind of like car bomb or kind of sure. like Mish- or kind of like Meshuggah. yeah uh, and that's where it ended up it's just very heavy very intense and then the fact right. that you're screaming over it you know what i mean which you know when i got into johnny booth i heard um what is it called a uh, fever something you sang back up on uh, i think it's fever dream fever dream yes yes it is yes yeah and so I saw you on the cr- I was like, oh shit, this this guy, this fucking guy, you know? And like, so I'm gonna play this part and because I remember like hearing it. And I was just like, dude, it was so intense. I love it. That's cool, yeah. I want uh, the I, I wanna get the screaming back into For sure. I have it in one of our newer songs that I finally got to try it in the studios, you know, for the first time since I've gotten out of the hospital, which felt really good to do. Yeah. It's, it's been a long time. I yeah. didn't do any screaming on the last record. It wasn't on purpose, but that's just how it ended up. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, but that's cool, man. I'm glad that you, that you dig it. Oh, dude, it's just, it's like the whirlwind. Here it comes, you know, it's, it's very intense make it as intense as an 
and heavy as possible really was the, the yeah. intention. It was just something so different to me, you know, like hearing Chroma, and I know you've got your parts here and there, like, you know, I'm, I'm well aware, but like, this is like your shine right here, you know, and through the whole thing, like, it, and to yeah. me, it was like the feeling, the intensity, and then you're just screaming your ass off. It was like, fuck, that's fucking cool. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> that was Thank my favorite part on that Appreciate album, it. you know, respect, respect super cool man um yeah so um obviously you're so you know theory i mean you do when did that come about like did you decide to learn theory and shit or like like from the early on or did you just rip i was out lucky then just that i had a good guitar teacher growing up okay. and i also my my first like um I think it was tenth grade or whatever, eleventh grade, whatever it was, where I had to choose like a, um, uh, an extracurricular yeah. class. I just chose theory, and my first my first theory teacher was was a great teacher as well, awesome. and and I was able to just go go kind of have guitar in the back of my head yeah. while I was learning from her. Yeah. Uh, and then I tried to get into college, and then I just was like, I was like, uh, I'm really not into this at all. Yeah. Um, Did but, you play um, piano at all? No. You don't play piano. I, I have. I, I've I've picked it up here and there. I have one now. I have a keyboard that I've been trying to learn on a little bit more. But all the theory I've learned on uh, guitar. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Like I said, I I I made a note: musical communication and like. I always, it's hard, like, I'm not a, I can jam with people, especially drummers, like, you know, but when it comes to, like, jamming with other guitarists or, you know, I mean, people that can actually read me, I can't read music, I play by feel, and that's it, you know, and that's, I've always, it's always kind of daunted me, you know, where I was like, ah, oh, shit, did I fuck my shit up, <laughs> you know, should I have learned early on, like, but, I, you know, that just, to me, everybody's different, and we all find our own way, you know. And it's like, totally. I, so, I, does that have any effect? Like, does that make you think anything at all, or is it just? I mean, obviously, you know how to read, you know how to write, you know, music. Yeah, I learned how to read music, but I, it doesn't. That part of it doesn't necessarily come into to writing. But you know, uh, when I write a guitar solo, like knowing okay i'm gonna use these arpeggios because they're in this key right you know, like it's like right. i can choose to to go okay i'm definitely gonna do you do this because it makes sense yeah or i can say fuck all that because you know i don't want to do any of that right i want it to sound psychotic being having that uh decision sure. is, a, is a having that choice has always been like a a, a good thing for me for and, sure you know uh it's in but, the back um, of your mind, you know, at least you've got it there, like, you know, because I'm, I'm actually talking to a lot of younger cats around here now and like doing this and I've already interviewed one band locally and so I'm kind of branching out and, and they're doing like these bands here, like I caught a show with a friend and like he's like, oh, I know these guys in this band, you want to go check them out and we went to go see them and I was like, oh shit, like what are these kids doing, like... And uh -huh. then, and they kind of sound like Nirvana, but like a little bit of like the strokes. And then one band like sounds like hum and like failure. And so it's just like, wow, they, you know, it's cool to catch their vibes. And I'm like, dude, let's, let's go talk to them. Like we went out in the parking lot and drank some beers and like, and I'm like, you guys want to interview? Like I want to, I got fucking questions, you know? And so they're all stoked and I'm like, fuck, there's, that's cool that they're i don't know if they're trying to create a scene or what but 
you know, a lot, I think some, most people would call it the 90s vibes and shit, like, you know, yeah. but when I mentioned those bands, like Hum and Phil, they're like, oh, yeah, we know them. We know, and I'm like, fuck, all right, respect, dude. <laughs> that's cool, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. It's cool that young cats are, are catching those old school vibes, you know? I mean, it's, it's, you know, like guitar students that I have, you yeah. know, it's like sometimes, you know, a lot, you know, the, the lessons go towards... I, you know, I want to know how to write music and it's like, okay, well we can sit here and talk about music theory and that could be very helpful to you. Sure. Or you could just go by what your ear is telling you to do. Right. It's, it, either way is, is right to me. There's, you know, yeah. one is not a better choice than, than the other, but you know, you want to be able to have both in my opinion. You want to be able Respect. to use your ear or you want to be able to use the theory behind it. Awesome. You know, your favorite song and, explain why it's like oh i went to the four chord here and then i made it minor because i wanted it to sound like a yes. beatles song or yeah. whatever it is yeah. you know or it's like or you wanted to use none of that shit because <laughs> you just wanted it to sound like you yeah and it's that's just a part of you know yeah your journey yeah and the art you know yeah, music exactly. just music music is limitless it really is you know and sometimes you know i think being the kind of person I am, I overthink everything and, and I'm very uh, in my mind, in my brain, you know, and like, I think just respecting music, like it's the sun, you know, it's like just you, everybody can play their part. Don't, don't overthink it. You know? <laughs> like sometimes I think that's just how it is. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Um, Thanks for coming on and, and speaking with me, man. It's 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 an honor. Like, I, I of course Thank I look you for up to you me. very it's very fun much. Fun to talk, you know. Um, I'll see you when we're in San Diego again. Respect. I, I can't wait, dude. I can't wait. Fuck well, yeah! All Just, right. Uh, whenever you're done with the. You know, I don't know how you edit this and put it up, but whenever it's up, just send it, send me the link or however you do it. And I'll, I'll send make it. sure to share it. You want anybody to follow you anywhere? You're at Nick, at Nick Lisi's on Instagram. Yeah, you can just tag Moontooth and meet my, my stuff and I'll, I'll make sure to share it. That's uh, however you like to do it. Respect. Cool. We're not, we're not snarky about that. Well, thank you, brother. I appreciate you, man. Much love. And uh, until next time. Hopefully we cool. meet right up on. in the future. Appreciate you having me. Respect. Thank you for anyone right. listening. Thank you for anyone paying attention. Um, much love and respect from the Blue Dreamer broadcast. Peace.